0: Welcome everybody. Mm. <laughs> Every goddamn fucking week, you guys. Jesus I didn't know Christ. you were doing
1: it. I thought yeah, you were ready. Well, that's that's yeah. why I
0: say, like, hey, well, let's get this thing kicked off and uh, welcome everybody to the Robert John and the Rec Podcast. We are a five-piece rock and roll band from Orange County, California, traveling the world, eating local foods, drinking local drinks, and melting faces. I'm Steve. I'm Hi, Jeff. Man. I'm not in the oh, band. Shoot. I'm
2: Henry. I'm Robert.
0: I'm Warren. And tonight is uh, episode 63, and we have back with us tonight a very special guest, Mr. Jeff Frickman. Uh, Hello. Yeah. Which Jeff and I are currently at his house. Uh, Jeff... Aside from being an incredible uh, producer and co-producer for Robert, John, and the Wreck um, and drummer and amazing session guy, studio master, um, he's also a, just a gentleman and a scholar and letting me crash here at his place uh, for yeah. these rehearsals, which has saved my ass and my
3: ability to show up on time. And I have the keyboard player from Toto living with me.
2: So. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> That's how I look at it. And quite a pool shark,
3: yes.
0: Uh, yeah, Jeff. Uh, yeah. Jeff got a new pool table, uh, that he's got out on his back patio. And we played a, played a few rounds. I don't think I've won anything yet, but sometime, <laughs> this, week, track. <laughs> sometime this week, I'm not gonna sink the eight ball on the like just in general, right? But. You mean early. Yeah, (laughs) you're like, dude, I just fucking racked it up.
3: (laughs) Hey
4: Jeff, are you also good at billiards? Because billiards is slightly different from pool, correct?
3: Well, yeah, there's a bunch of different games. If you're talking about like straight pool, like 14 ball, then uh, I don't play that as much, but it's it's fun. It's harder to keep track of because you have to keep track of points and stuff like that.
4: Yeah, nobody wants to do that.
3: Not when you're drinking.
4: Yeah. Wait.
2: Wait, hold on, if we're going to get into this right now. <laughs> billiards is different than pool? Yeah.
4: And, and Jer- Jeff, correct me if I'm wrong. I thought a billiards table was different than a pool table.
3: Well, they actually have pocketless billiards, which I think some people call three ball, and I do not know how to play that, so I have nothing, nothing to offer there. Uh, but it's weird because it's a pool table with nothing but rails. Huh. What's
0: the one with the, uh, that has the little pylons? Like around the is that I billiards think that's too? Bumper pool? <laughs> no, you know it's got like the ones like in the in the middle of the table. Yeah, we have was like the octagonal through.
3: shaped table. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's that's it's called uh, bumper pool.
0: Yeah. Oh, cool.
4: Yeah. We we play that in Memphis, right?
0: Yeah.
3: On uh, on Beale Street, they have a they have a bar with a bumper pool table.
4: Yeah. Did we figure out how to play though? I, if I recall, I think we I think just made up our own rules because we're like we don't get this, but we're still going to just have a good time. <laughs> yeah.
0: I do remember they had that, that, uh, duo up on stage there. I, I forget what the name of the place was called, but it was right on the corner of Beale street and some other street. And, uh, and Holy shit, man, that harmonica player was, was amazing. It was really cool. And the, and they had that, uh, whatever that table was, it was upstairs. So you could kind of look in on the stage, kind of like a, kind of like a fishbowl type scenario. Yeah. Really neat.
4: Good that time. was a good. That was a, that was our first time on Beale Street. Beale Street is a, it's like historic. It's cool just to go down there. Yeah. And then it got like crazy. It got packed, and yeah. it was interesting for sure. It
0: was, it was a good it was
2: old time to be there for two nights.
0: And they had the they had the one bartender working, and there was everybody inside, and it was a long ass bar, and then there was also a walk up window. And i remember that that guy whoever was behind the bar just fucking hated his life so much <laughs> he was so mad the entire time he's like man like why would you guys have to bring so many people into the bar we're like dude <laughs> sorry we don't suck
3: more
1: yeah <laughs> so sorry about all this mean. business you're
3: getting <laughs> yeah yeah the other, do you want to make money without That's the funny. fire the fire department showing up yeah yeah right
2: yeah, there plenty of drinks had those two days on down on Beale Street. Yeah. So
3: that's Memphis. I've never been there. It was no, cool. We had a good time. Let's see. Yeah, There's I, li- I lived in Nashville for there. a while, but I've never been to Memphis.
2: We also played somewhere else in Memphis.
4: Growlers. Growlers, mm-hmm.
2: which was a really cool spot.
4: Yeah, it's a little bit more like punk rock. And that, that bar had an old... Uh, Super Nintendo, and you could sit at the bar.
5: Oh and yeah, play Super Nintendo. I was yeah. Kirby for like two hours. <laughs> <laughs> I love that place. Well, yeah, while that, that kid, awesome.
0: while that kid band was playing,
5: yeah, and I
4: yeah. and this, I think it's right across from the zoo. And a couple of us went and walked across the street. They had a really cool yeah. amphitheater. Right. We got some good barbecue. We were on, shout out to Memphis Radio Underground or something like that. We played, a, we did a little acoustic thing on yeah. on their uh, in their radio stations, actually on YouTube, I believe, or her Facebook or something. So go check that out if you're listening
2: to this. Yes, sir. What are we drinking, gentlemen?
0: All the way from Holland, probably by way of, is it by way of Ralph's? Yes. Ralph, Ralph's Holland, a uh, nice, even keel Heineken from Jeff's Fridge. It's crisp, delicious, and I love the bubbles. It tastes Dutch. <laughs> tastes, if he ain't Dutch, he, he ain't, ain't much.
2: much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's good.
6: What about you, Andrew? Are we going to me? Are we skipping Jeff? Well,
2: Jeff is drinking a Heineken with Steve.
6: Oh, okay. But I guess, Jeff, what's your take on Heineken? You
2: can talk about it a little bit more.
3: Um, I would like them to sponsor me.
2: No, I'm kidding.
3: <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's it's good stuff. It's crisp, as Steve said, and uh, yeah, it goes down easy. Not super hoppy.
6: I am trying this thing for the first time. What Warren Topo Chico? Got me this. It is yes. a Topo Chico, but with a twist of lime. Ooh! Oh. And because we are talking about we're we're talking about a thing where we might start giving away some weird Robert John memorabilia with stuff and so i just thought about this i have a robert john the wreck bottle opener that's laser engraved we only made like 50 of these and they're all handmade by my friend uh, when we came up with take me higher did they yeah. just come up with the take me higher original uh red vinyl package yes I believe so let's see how this goes that's sweet oh yeah dude that works oh yeah <laughs> this is weird this is weird. No, because before the other day we're talking about bubble content. Of, we sound like such assholes right now, but um, talking about bubble content of all these waters and how there's like different bubble contents and all the sparkling waters we do. Where LaCroix are more like normal sodas or mm-hmm. something. The Pellegrinos have like really small bubbles in them, and then you know this is a this is like really lightly carbonated. It's not like super crazy carbonated, or is it even carbonated? Yeah, yeah it's it should be. Mineral water, but it's just like a lot lighter than everything else. So it's good. We we'll have a green stuff tonight. I hope you guys have green stuff. But this is the twist of lime, it's really good.
4: Yeah, and I guess I'll just go out of order real quick since. I'm also drinking one,
6: just to continue the
0: sparkling water wars. Yes, sparkling <laughs> water wars. <laughs>
4: drinking, I'm. Drinking you guys must the same be so thing. fucking I'm drinking, hydrated. I'm also drinking a lime topo chico. I dropped. Yeah. I had dinner with Andrew last that's night. That's not actually. green
5: though. That's got that's got pink on it.
4: <gasps> oh man, I th- sorry. I was <laughs> I was drinking the green one earlier. It's like psych. I just opened oh, this that one. one. This is the grapefruit. Ooh. Oh, that's the best one. Okay that's so that's one. So between the two I prefer the lime. I'm not a huge fan of the grapefruit and the thing I think that's cool about these is they they're very like they're very subtly flavored too. So it's not like it, you're not getting a crazy, you know, it's a very it's like a hint of lime. It's not like a lime drink, you know what I mean? And like this one I feel like is almost you almost can't even really taste it too much, but the bitterness and yeah, the the grapefruit one's good. I prefer the lime. That's funny. I didn't even notice I was drinking the grapefruit one.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I know that bottle anywhere. There you go. He's drinking my favorite flavor of Topo Chico, the grapefruit. Well, what are you drinking, Henry? I uh, am drinking... Um, I'm probably going to butcher the pronunciation on this. This is a an Allagash Killio. Mm. Uh, it is a... Uh, what is it? Belgian-style golden ale aged in bourbon barrels. Ooh. Uh, I saw it at my uh, local liquor store down the street, and I was like, this looks pretty good. I want to try this out. I never uh, didn't know Allegash did stuff like this. That's cool. Um, and how is it? It's it's pretty good. It's like a Belgian, tastes like a, you know, Belgian-style golden ale. It's very sweet. It's very, like, uh, you know, it's got that, like the foam on the top that gets stuck in my... Oh, it's got the Asian foam. Hair. And uh, it's good. It's sweet. It tastes like a a Duvel or something like that, uh, one of those good thick Belgian beers. Now guess the go- ABV on it though. Ooh. Oh. Nine point 8. eight.
6: Okay. I'm gonna go S- nine point eight. I'm gonna go eleven. Okay. Ten point five. Okay. I'm
4: going. Mm, I'm going eight
5: point
3: nine. And Jeff, what's your guess, man? I'd say seven and
5: change. Seven and change. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the winner of this is on Price is Right Rules is gonna be Robert. It is ten point four percent. Wow. Ooh, this wow. is bullshit. I was off yeah. by point 0.1%. <laughs> <laughs> if we're not doing prices right rules, Andrew wins, but we all know we're doing prices right rules. <laughs> Well, then you don't win. Sorry. <laughs> um, you get a silver star. and Robbie okay. gets a gold star. And you know what and I appreciate most? I, I was most, first
2: to guess.
4: You know what I appreciate most, Henry, is you're drinking it out of the proper glass that you
5: should also yes, be sir. drinking it out of. It's right. the closest thing to a proper glass that I okay. have. It looks like it's pretty proper. It looks proper like the right there. kind of glass, right? It's kind of like a goblet with this sort of, you know, rounded thing. It's like a... Bigger wine glass, glass, basically.
0: Yeah, for for all yeah. you listeners out there that aren't watching the uh, the live feed here on Facebook, Henry has this beautiful crystal chalice
5: that uh, it's is got just, just engraving and like a star in it, and yeah. a very it's ornate Not quite the handle. Holy Grail. <laughs> not quite, not quite <laughs> like the a, Holy Grail. <laughs> not quite the Holy Grail, but it's pretty close. There, I tell you, it's a nice <laughs> one. <laughs> it's a nice one. It does a job. What are you drinking, Robert? <laughs>
2: Uh, tonight, I'm uh, actually uh, I'm actually drinking red wine. Ooh, um, wow. We had a few bottles left from that celebration that we had. Wow. And uh, our friends, Amy and Al, were gracious enough to give us a bunch of cases uh, for the wedding. But they're all different wines. Uh, nice. So, tonight is the Sabotage from Napa. Ooh. It's like a 2014, and it's uh, really good. And uh, yeah. Just keeping it keeping it like clean.
1: Nice. Sabotage.
4: Sabotage Sabotage You've been sabotaged, Robert. Is it a Beastie Boy reference?
2: No, I don't think so. Is it a Black Sabbath reference? I, I don't think it has any reference to do with uh is, is musical in Is it a
0: reference to uh
2: destroying something? <laughs> It's the, the winery is called Sabotage. <laughs> letting, oh, it's winery is called. Oh, <laughs> so it's their Cabernet. Oh, that's cool. Oh, the winery is called Sabotage. Yes. Oh. Uh, where, where is it based out of? Napa Valley.
0: Oh, killer. Nice. Yeah. Well, and also, and, Robert, welcome back to the podcast. We missed you last back. week. Um, and it's congratulations be on uh, mm-hmm. being a husband now. Thank you. That was a really beautiful wedding, man. That was awesome. Yeah, was yeah the time. pictures we looked have, incredible.
2: Have everybody up there, and we had a great time. Killed and it. uh, yeah, it's good to be good to be back. I mean, technically, there's ash falling on me right now. There's a giant fire in Orange County right now. Um, we yeah. had some friends that had to be evacuated. Um, that kind of sucks. But I have this this little glass with, a, <laughs> with the with top on it, so none none of the ash gets into the wine. And what what does
0: that glass say for the listeners?
2: Uh, it's just a, a little kind of like a hydro flask wine glass. It says, I like your butt. Nice. Oh, that's awesome.
6: Uh, can we talk about your wedding outfit? Uh, sure. So, yeah. Uh, I'm going to describe it in great detail. We said a lot of things about it, but it was like a brown suit that looked very 70s. And our friend Adam Ditt from the band Balto, who's really good at making hats. Also my best uh, friend. <laughs>
5: Shout out to Adam. <laughs> also, he's not just the friend of the band; he's my best friend. And he shreds at bass. And he shreds on bass. And
0: he's a really good singer too, man. He sent me some of his.
6: Look who's his telling story. the story here, right? <laughs> <laughs> Pipe down, everyone. I like, know everyone loves Adam. It's Four okay. other people are telling the story. <laughs> right? No <I'm> kidding. <laughs> um, fuck no! I was like, what am I talking about? Brown suit, Uh, 70s Robert's Robert's outfit. So uh, Adam made him a hat, which was this amazing hat. It was like a like um, creamish white hat, and he does all this stuff to burn it and make it look old. It had a bunch of feathers in it. But I was saying, you look like a 70s pimp. Yeah, I mean, good representation. I don't know if you guys have seen the pictures online, but
0: it would have been nice for you to have if you had a cane. I think oh my a cane God. would have been a nice addition.
2: Ooh. I think I, I think I had my Halloween costume like you know, like a, like a, like a scepter,
0: you know. I <laughs> the cane. The
2: cane. I even, I even put it on. I was just like, "Well, how you doing?" <laughs> like I, have I been mean, like got like a southern accent or something. I was just like, "I do oh, declare, w- w- welcome today." <laughs> um, warm you know, today, but it was warm yesterday. It was, it was, it was great. That was what we envisioned in the. Uh, lovely company called Arsen Suits in Costa Mesa custom made it and found a color that was perfect and they blew it out of the park. So nice. And then Adam as well made that hat look even more incredible than I thought it could be. So shout out to Adam.
4: And if you're listening, I believe that there is a picture on our Instagram of the lovely new couple. So if you want to see that hat and that super dapper suit, head over there and
6: check it out.
0: Hashtag meet the Bursons.
6: Boom. Yeah. Boom. <coughs> Boom. Plugged. <laughs> so, Steve, how was the first week of rehearsals?
0: Oh, man. The first week of rehearsals was amazing. It was great. Everything's running really smoothly. Everybody's Can you just
6: describe what's happening for people who don't know? Just yeah. In case. Um,
0: I'm uh, one of the new keyboard players and background singers for the band Toto. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm fucking stoked, man. It's it's really fun. <laughs> um we, we did get some questions, and uh, to answer those questions, no, I'm not leaving Robert John in the wreck. I am uh, going to do my best to do both, and uh, I, I very much look forward to the next year and writing this new album and the years to come uh, with both projects. So it's going to be so fun. But yeah, rehearsals are killer, man. Um, the dudes, holy shit, man. The players in this band are just fucking unbelievable. And the most humble guys, too. So, it's, it's just been really cool, like, hanging out. We've got the production team there with us uh, for the live stream broadcast that we're doing on November 21st, uh, which I'll post a link to that so you guys can check that out and uh, get... I think tickets are already on sale for that. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's been great just hanging out. All the guys are, like, super fun. It's been really great getting to know all the dudes, Sput, and... Xavier Taplin and and Luke and Joe and uh, today was Warren Ham's birthday, so shout out to Warren, happy birthday to you, sir. And oh, Warren, yeah.
2: Warren and Warren and, Warren. I,
0: Warren and I are doing um, a lot of the background vocals together, so it's been really cool to just you know riff off of him and you know it's all eye contact from across the stage and stuff and running things on downtime and and yeah everybody's just consummate man. It's 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 pretty insane but it was it was interesting and i i was telling some of the guys in the band on on tuesday last week that um it's it it was very interesting to me to see how rehearsals operate uh with this level of a band you know and not a lot is different than any other rehearsal that i've that i've done like it moves really quickly um, and I was telling the guys, and, and I mean it, that it's like you know putting together some of these intros and outros and and uh, different sections of the tunes and stuff feels like writing our instrumentals and stuff. It's just like great. Like what what do we need? What, what do we have for this thing? It's like somebody's like, well, what about this? It's like okay, cool. Like everybody got it. I uh, play it one more time for me. Okay, cool. Moving on. And then you hit it again the next day. Um, so it's it's been really cool to to be a part of. Not only such a, a legacy group, um, but also to realize that, that the things that we're doing in our rehearsal room that we've been doing for years is, is uh, everything's kind of on, on the same level. You still have the same amount of downtime. You still have the same amount of, of uh, expectation into you know, what needs to happen and, and figuring stuff out and coming in prepared and all that kind of stuff. So that's, that's been really, really cool and i'm really excited for you guys to see this this live stream man they got me they got me on uh, all the high parts vocally um, which for yes. a bunch of the tunes have, have been you know in the past sung by uh, female background vocalists and uh, and i felt oddly prepared from <laughs> how and and we talked about this on the on the Robert John the Wreck commentary which is available on our digital box set that you can find plugging that shit on our website and, uh, six over six hours of commentary. Blah, blah, blah. And, um,
2: but yeah, it's, not made that yeah,
0: <laughs> it's, uh, it's been really cool, man. Like, I'm like, Oh shit. Like, cool. Like these are, you know, some of the tunes are definitely higher than I've had to sing before, but I'm like, Oh, I'm just hanging out on the same notes. I sang on good Lovin' like four years ago, or, you know, Oh, this is the same as, and I always do that kind of com- associating yeah different pitches and stuff because it helps me personally as a singer know where to place things if i've done it before um and i'm like oh shit like this is i'm chilling on the same note as almost carolina or i'm chilling on the same note as the bridge coming home oh i know how to do that okay let me pull back a little bit and just ah, you know go for it um but that's been really fun to just just get in there and and blast out and the other singers are just fucking amazing so it's been like such an honor to get to work with these guys and have them bring me onto the team
6: yeah now on the other side of the coin jeff how was it to have steve in the house <laughs> for, this, for this period of time without us?
3: <clears throat> it was great um it was kind of fun to experience his excitement for what's going on to hear about it you know at the end of each day he'd come tell me like uh, you know this person said this and we were laughing and we were having fun and that's you know they're definitely having fun doing it. It it seems like a really low pressure, uh, natural, welcoming environment for him. So um, definitely,
6: yeah, that's awesome. Did you get to go to one of the rehearsals, Jeff? Ever did you ever I get a chance to make it? Did not.
3: I I don't know if they would want me. I don't. You know, with the whole whole COVID thing, I'm not sure.
6: Yeah, you can wear a mask. You're just going to look over all the sound guys' shoulders and make a bunch of notes.
3: Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dirty comments. Pull out a piece of paper and start writing and looking at their console, like, you know.
6: I wouldn't do that. No. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> we, we, Jeff,
0: Jeff and I were joking yeah. around because uh, the, the first day of rehearsal, uh, there was no tambourine on site. Oh, yeah. And so I was like, "Shit, I should have just called you." But like, I'm the new guy. Like, I don't want to just be like, "Oh yeah, I can go," you know, like whatever. Like, there's they've, they've got a whole team for for that. And I was like, well, if if there's no ta- if I show up and there's no tambourine tomorrow, like I'm definitely calling you and <laughs> right. I you bring I'm, one down." And I would be the tambourine <laughs> yeah. guy. I'll be like, "Oh dude, I, I got a tambourine guy. He's like ten minutes away." <laughs>
3: <laughs> I have three tambourines. Yeah.
0: <laughs> we have the one with the wood. We have the one with the plastic. We have the one with the extra. <laughs> yeah, the high one and the low one. <laughs> but I showed up and there was a they they, they, they fixed the the tambourine issue,
3: so. <laughs> it's like shit, but another missed opportunity yes. in my career.
0: But uh Jeff Jeff is my plus one for the uh for the broadcast, so I'm excited for for Woo-hoo. him to, to come in and, in person.
6: Oh, and, that's and it see it and okay. No, yeah. no, I remember you saying Jeff is going to be your plus one for something.
0: Yeah. Well, Jeff, Jeff can be my plus one whenever he wants. I just said Eleven no beer. making out. Yes. Yeah. There's uh-huh. no boundary. tongue. No tongue. Yeah. It's just, yeah. On, only only beard roast. third base.
6: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, God. I love football. That's
6: great. Uh, this is a completely unrelated aside. I have my phone here next to me, uh, looking at comments from other things or like if we're doing Instagram or not. Um, I have my weather app open, and it just said like the temperature and then smoke. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've wow. never seen that before. I didn't know that that was a thing. That smoke is now uh, become so common in Southern California that it shows up on my weather app. <laughs> but
2: that's wild. Yeah, it's really bad down here. Where's I mean, the fire? It's so, right. It's right next to John's house. John got evacuated. Oh, in today. Irvine? Holy it's crap! In Santiago Canyon. Santiago
5: Canyon.
4: John Hampton?
2: Yeah. Yeah. No oh, yeah. bummer.
4: <clears throat> Which we have actually played in Santiago Canyon before. We did their <clears throat> their Canyon Fair, and uh, they've held held a bunch of music festivals back there, mm-hmm. like uh, the the Jam, the OC Jam Fest was there. And uh, it's a bummer that it's, that it's on fire because that that place is really really cool, and there's a it lot is. of awesome people out there. So well, everybody's great.
3: It's a bummer that well, over two million acres in California have burned. Yeah. Yes. It's a real bummer.
4: Yes, just the fires
2: in general are horrible
3: right and now the Santa Ana winds are kicking up, so that's gonna be yeah bad. <laughs> Jesus. yeah I mean S- the,
2: super windy today. yeah, the winds this morning at, at my place were like forty miles per hour like I woke yeah. up to like look like the end yeah, of the world thing. yeah our,
4: our same friend that we were talking about that had to get evacuated posted on his Instagram while he was driving he saw eight different semi trucks flipped over oh yeah and at first i was like i was like why would they be flipped i'm like what would why would the fire flip them over i'm like oh it's because the winds are so gnarly that trucks are literally falling over on the freeway and that's
0: the scariest shit too man i was i was driving a couple years ago i was driving down the 15 uh and you just see it start teetering and teetering and then it just right over and you're like fuck like Hope nobody was trying to pass that truck around that time, man, because that'll just flatten the car. It's crazy, man.
6: Yeah.
0: Insane. Stupid LA weather.
6: drivers plus the Santa Ana winds. Yeah. <coughs> Jesus Christ. Plus trucks. Fires.
0: <laughs> oh, even in Costa Mesa, man, I've had to like pick up my trash cans after trash day because of the Santa anas They'll just be in the middle of the street and like trash strewn out. And
3: it's like that's a full fucking trash can. Yeah, that's yeah. I used to live in Simi Valley. Yeah, and, uh, on the east end of Simi Valley, and it was super windy in the winter time there. And it was always, it always happened to hap- happen the night before a trash day, you know. So everyone, <laughs> yeah. everybody would put their funny cans how out, that works, and they would all turn over, and they would all just there'd just be trash blowing up and down the street. It's crazy. Uh, so all stay, right, stay, we hope everyone stay safe, safe out there. Yeah, yeah safe out there. Yes, yeah, it's,
2: yeah. all over all I mean, over the the country, not just in California. Right. There's been really bad ones in Colorado, Oregon, Washington, all mm-hmm. over the place. So,
3: yeah, I have a friend it's in Colorado stuff. who's a, an amazing guitar player. His name is John. And he was posting pictures on Facebook about this fire that's been burning for two months. Oh, Jesus. You know, and it's like, wow.
4: That's crazy. We, well, with all the fire stuff, uh, I walked around with my fiance, Erica. And we walked around and did the like, all right, if we had 10 minutes, what do we grab? Sort of thing because I mean that's definitely a real thing and and you'd never think that it's going to happen to you and just to take a couple minutes to to have that sort of plan in the back of your mind that if something did happen and you had that and sometimes you don't even have that you just got to get out of there as soon as possible. Be careful, everybody. That's my public service announcement. Yeah.
0: <laughs> have, I mean, even in California, with you know, we haven't had a big ass earthquake in a while too, but I mean. Shit, it's 2020 still, right? Still There's a little bit. Knock on wood, but um, yeah, no,
1: don't Yeah, like
0: having having a, a you know go bag is not not a bad idea, you know. Or if you just get a call and you're like, hey, like you want to come play keys at this driveway, and you'd be like, yeah, let me get my shit. Just no, yeah, anyway.
1: What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Sorry, no. I was I was, I was trying
0: to like put a little bit of like positivity on the go bag situation, and then it just completely backfired.
6: You tried, yeah. That's all it that matters, yeah. so I just keep my set in my car at all. Times. <laughs> I don't even have to think about them.
3: Yeah, that that works out well <laughs>
6: <laughs> until it gets stolen. But you know, I have insurance now, so I don't have to worry about it as much. What about the other four that you have? They're in a storage unit somewhere. Actually, the other day, I was somewhere. trying to get... Um, I have a pair of congas in there. I was trying to get for my friend uh, E-Man, because they're not mine. Uh, they're another friend's. They were redoing the entire street next to the storage unit and didn't tell anyone about it. Oh, fuck. So I like, couldn't even get into the entrance of the storage unit for like, you know, half a mile. <laughs> Damn. You know. Speaking of the storage unit... Well, how were you guys' weekends? I saw most of you, at least once. This is good. I played
0: a, I played a show... Um, I had a dinner set at, uh, Gracias Madre, uh, on I Saturday night. Uh, they, I played the, I, I just found out that they have the, what, where is it? West Hollywood up here. But I played the Orange County one that's in Costa Mesa, like 10 minutes away from my house on 17th street. And that was really fun. And I had some wine and some people came out and and played for three hours and people kept requesting originals which was really fun. So I played nice. probably about, you know, five or six covers the entire night and uh got to play a bunch of tunes that I haven't played out yet because quarantine and, and they've only been available on my Patreon site. Shameless plug. <laughs> Hit that link in the description down sure. below. <laughs> But yeah, it was it was really fun. And then Sunday, I just fucking spent the entire day in bed and just rested up and watched some TV and kept going back to sleep. Which, uh, for those of you that know, is one of my favorite pastimes. Is that uh, <laughs> that moment where you where you're just about to fall asleep and you just feel everything just being like, ah, you know, I love that shit. I try to do it as much as I can. That's one of the reasons I I set so many alarms on my phone. Is uh, is So that I can keep doing that and little little micro naps make up for, you know, the
3: lack of full night's sleeps in my life. It was good. Jeff, how was your weekend, man? Uh, It was great. I played a lot of pool and uh, my good friend Steve brought me some really nice tequila. and I drank a whole bunch of that on Saturday night. And uh, my buddy and I played pool for probably six or seven hours. It was great.
6: Damn. So... Jeff just installed a pool table in his backyard. What kind of pool table was it? Because you're so into pool. People don't know. You are obviously really good at uh, engineering and music and all those sorts of things. But people don't know that you have a serious hobby for pool.
3: Yeah, I do. And I I tend to neglect my drumming by playing pool too much. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm not in a band or anything. so you know. And uh, it only takes two people to play pool. But yeah, it's a Brunswick. It's a uh, it's called a black um, it's called a black crown, and it's got good cloth on it. And you know the Brunswick tables have excellent an excellent rail system. They're very true when you shoot a bank shot, whatever geometry you put in it is what you get out. Using the Aramith balls, which are very important. If you don't use the right balls, it doesn't play as well. And uh, That's it's, what great. You said. it's a great table. So we're having fun with it and it's, it's outdoors. So it's kind of more of a COVID safe sort of thing when you have friends over and stuff, you know, there's a fire pit back there and, and, uh, there's a, I have a really nice gas grill. So it's a, it's a nice little man cave in the backyard. <laughs> yeah. It's
2: awesome. Yeah. We've, we've Are been you? to your house multiple times for multiple days at a time. And I don't think I've ever been into your backyard. Yeah, I
3: usually hang out in the front.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But maybe next time next time we're over, we'll change that. I walked back there once. You, don't you have a big lemon tree back there? We have a lemon tree, yeah. I know that mm-hmm. because I can see it through the window of the room that I record in. Right. But I haven't Same here. gone out there to touch it with my hands and yeah, feel the earth. it's
3: an old lemon tree, too. It's It's got some issues because it's so goddamn old. This house was built in 1937, so I think the lemon tree was probably planted around the ho- time the house was built. So it's very non-GMO lemons. <laughs> <laughs> and it is nice
0: because Jeff, Jeff's got a decent-sized backyard back there. and So everybody, we, the other night he had some friends over, and we were all out there shooting, and everybody was able to remain socially distant and yeah. and have, have a good time. And just being outside nice, man. I feel like all of us as, as musicians are such indoor cats most of the time. You know.
3: Yeah, totally. I mean, I've spent more time outside since I got the table than I have in the probably nine years before that living here. Yeah. You know. I'm, I'm definitely a creature of habit of staying inside all the time.
0: We use we use the music that we that we make to take us around the world.
3: <laughs> <laughs> to send us to other
0: galaxies. Oh Latin groove. Let me explore <laughs> Latin land.
6: How was your weekend, Andrew. That was good. Uh, we had rehearsal, which was cool. We're, like, outlining what it's going to take to sort of finish this new record here, which is always good, you know. I don't feel like we're in the <clears throat> home stretch yet of writing, but we definitely have a lot of stuff that we like, and that's a good feeling, you know. Because mm-hmm. when you get past the first couple, and you like the first couple, then you sort of relax, and you don't have to try as hard anymore, and sometimes the best stuff comes out of that mindset rather than, like, Oh, shit, we really need a hit. Like, on the last record, I think we had Tired of Drinking Alone first, like before Miss Carolina. So having Tired of Drinking Alone was go enough to go like, all right, at least we have this song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at least we have this song, and that'll be good, and uh, we can do something. And then Miss Carolina came in after that, and so it wasn't as like, well, if this is cool. It is cool. You know, whatever happens, happens. And then that one ended up being, you know, the much uh, better single song. Well, mostly because we can't talk about drinking in the UK because I think yeah, tired of drinking would have been just as good.
0: Yeah, apparently but, nobody uh, drinks there. Yeah.
6: Apparently. Is, did that? Or, is, that, or, a, or is that a Muslim area there? <laughs> and uh, then, uh, parts of no one's been in my house yet. I think Steve's been in my No, that's not true. Steve and Henry have been in my house. Robert's yeah. the only person who hasn't been in my house yet. But you I think uh, I wanted to have a holiday party last year because I've been in my house for over a year now. And I'm the only one who doesn't live in Orange County, so for anyone, it's not uh, abnormal that no one's been to my house. Well,
0: and, and Jeff,
6: uh, I don't live in Orange County. Yes, and Jeff, but Jeff has much cooler stuff than my house, so I usually go to Jeff's house. Uh, Warren and his fiance Erica came over last night for dinner. Maybe nice. in the the Warren section, we could talk about what happened then.
5: Yeah,
6: it was so crazy. It was insane. <laughs> All right, Henry, what did you do?
5: Not a whole lot. It was pretty uneventful. I just I've kind of been working on a few projects. kind of trying to write more and I'm working on some of my own recordings again and that sort of thing. just just trying to uh, uh, keep music as sort of a cathartic thing for myself in the same process and figuring out what that means, you know, trying to derive as much satisfaction that I get out of playing live as much as I did playing at home has been a real challenge this year. So it's just sort of trying to do that, trying to have fun playing music and trying to enjoy the process uh, creatively, basically. And especially since, you know, there there aren't a lot of gigs happening on the weekends. it has been a lot of focusing on that and sort of trying to derive as much uh, spiritual satisfaction out of it as I can, basically. And
6: um, playing guitar in your underwear? And
5: yeah, standing here in front of the audience. Uh, That's the way they look into it. You actually in a loincloth is there. In a loincloth.
0: Uh yeah. while from a volume. Loincloth loin and your tassel tried. vest. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Hey Henry, what was that um, double lot eighteen guitar that you were playing in, on Instagram?
5: Oh yeah, that uh, that is a uh, <laughs> 1958 Martin uh 0018 that uh, I'm actually borrowing from, from Warren.
6: Um I I guess yeah, it looked pretty it's,
5: sweet. It's amazing. It's yeah, the, the last uh last line on
6: the highway guitar, right? It's
5: yeah, it's the guitar mm-hmm. recorded uh the the acoustic yeah. intro to the last line on the highway guitar. Hold on a sec. It's, it's sitting on my bed right now.
3: Grab it. I love that guitar, it sounds great. It recorded well. Yeah,
4: and quick backstory about that guitar. It's interesting, it's one of my dad's guitars. Um he he got it. He he was in passing with some dude who was like going to prison or something and was selling everything that he had. And on the back of the guitar, he scratched his, if hey, Henry, if you look at it, I don't know if you see where it is. The guy scratched his initials into the bottom of the guitar somewhere. Um, his name. Yeah. Right oh, there yeah, down at wow. the bottom. And my dad got it for, I think he got it for a steal because, you know, the dude was just selling everything. Cause he had some shit that was going on. And, uh, yeah, it's a
5: 58. It's crazy. It sounds amazing. and This is my favorite acoustic. I was telling Warren, I was tripping out, because I'm like, this is like, just like, I mean, you can't hear it in person. It's like a spinal tap moment. You're going like, listen to the sustain, listen to the tone. <laughs> it's like, I'm doing it over a over a, a freaking, you know, iPhone headset, yeah, to yeah, the yeah, microphone. Yeah. It's like, but but just just playing like a G chord on or a C chord or anything on this guitar, it just feels amazing. And uh, I just put some new strings on it, actually, uh, like two days ago. And it just, it's such a, I love this guitar. It's a, it's a smaller body, super comfortable, has that old V shape that the great 50s Martins have, uh, hand-shaped, and just a beautiful instrument. Really, really cool. So uh, this has been helping the creative process, definitely. You know, it always helps have a expensive guitar that... Yeah. <laughs> Sits in your bass player's closet. <laughs> <laughs>
4: well, yeah, I have that one out, I think, right? I, I only put yeah. one out at a time because uh, we used to have them out, but sometimes if you leave them out, they get screwed up by sitting in the sun and stuff. So I
5: usually only have one <laughs> on display at a time. So good idea, Jenna. Yeah, good, good idea. idea.
0: <laughs> Jenna Lynn Brown, uh, Robert's uh, sister in law, says <laughs> so new merch opportunity, Robert John and the Rec loincloths. And I agree. But only if Henry models them. Uh,
6: Handkerchiefs—they double as loincloths if you want them to. If, they can, they're yeah.
5: a multi-purpose tool.
0: Well, Henry, you could definitely rock one of those. I'd have <laughs> yeah. to—I'd have to tie, you know, five of them together to get around my waist. But just don't go straight from loincloth to mask. <laughs> yeah, <only. laughs> yeah. you really got to separate the. Uh, the want to make sure
6: you know which ones. one is which.
3: Yeah. Launder <laughs> that shit first. That's
5: funny. Jeff.
6: You can't be scared of a little ATM, okay? <laughs> I get dirty in there. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> Sometimes just bring just up, gonna, let's not. <laughs> well, uh,
2: <laughs> Put your card in, you get cash out.
6: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Robert, how's your weekend?
2: It was good. I watched a lot of baseball since the World Series is happening and mm. basketball's yeah. over, and it just seems like something interesting to do. Um, Watched, uh, we had a rehearsal on Saturday, working on some new, fun, exciting tracks. And then I got to play pool with Andrew, which I haven't got to play uh, pool at a bar in a very long time, because they just are always closed. So I don't know why it was open, but it was. And there was no one playing, so me and Andrew um, and our good friend Ryan Smith got to play some pool together, which was rad. Um, one, one day I'll be able to beat Andrew every time I tried.
6: I played Jeff um, a bunch of Jeff, Robert is surprisingly really, really good at pool. Oh, thanks. He is a great pool player, and it, we usually end up at the eight ball together. You know what I mean? Like, where you know, it'll either go one way or the other, and if either of us are on a good run, everyone knows that, like, perfect amount of drunk you have to be to be good yeah. at pool. Oh, totally. It's, it, it's right before sloppy, but right after, like, the first drink or two, and then you just get into this zone of playing pool where you don't second-guess yourself so much. And then you just win every game and make every ball?
3: Yeah, the alcohol helps you relax so you're not yeah. tense when you're shooting and then, like, weed helps you with geometry.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't that's done what done. I was missing yeah. in high school.
3: Yeah.
2: Uh, maybe, that maybe, that's, maybe that's the missing piece that I need. Worse for me.
3: I don't know. <clears throat> the higher I get, the better I shoot. Nice. Me too.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I think we'll, we'll all just come over to your place, Jeff, and we'll all, like, figure out if this is true or not, we'll just all get really high and play pool, and you then we'll get really drunk and play pool. we officially invited we'll to do that. Absolutely. We'll see who we'll see we'll tournament style, except not the tournament that I usually put together because they never work. Yeah, we'll we'll do brackets. We we'll <laughs> go have the brackets. Let's do it. I'm down. Cool. I mean, okay. no, my, my mic was good. It's good. I think today was like the first day that all the like, the everything was done. We just got to like just hang out and just breathe a little bit from just a lot of stuff going on. So. It was good. How about you Warren?
4: Uh It was good. I caught up with uh, some friends. Had some dinner with some friends I hadn't seen a bit. And um, I did. I did do a. Uh, there's uh, a group of friends gets together for an annual pumpkin carving. And uh, I think we had a gig last year, so I wasn't able to make it. And I went yet this year, and I carved a pizza pumpkin. So I was pretty uh, pretty stoked on that. And, uh, that was fun. And then I ended the the weekend by going up to Pasadena and having dinner with Andrew and Amanda, with my fiance, Erica and Andrew made <clears throat> amazing short ribs in his, nice. uh, in his, uh, uh, crock pot or not crock pot. What do they call that? Insta pot yeah. and great garlic mashed potatoes and salad. And we drank wine and, and then we played, uh, what what's it called? Like Jack? It's called Jackbox. Jackbox. Have you guys can, ever
6: played Jackbox? Can it you explain? Blows it? my mind that you haven't done it, because I've done it so much with other groups of friends. That's and not- it's so funny. And it would be like super funny to do in this group.
0: That sounds like something uh, you play with Jackbox?
6: yourself. <laughs> what well, how do you I'm describe
4: like- it as a person who's never done it before? Jackbox is like kind of like a it's almost like a, 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 an online game show that's like run through a gaming console. And, and the coolest part about it is you don't have to download anything. You can go to a link on your phone to play. It's very quick, you don't have to even hook up. I didn't even think I hooked up to his wifi and you go through these different sorts of trivias and different sorts of fun interfacing games and you can draw on it. And, uh, I had never heard of it before. It was a yeah. It's a great. It's a great like dinner party
6: kind of game thing. Um.
0: Andrew, was that the one that we played at, at your holiday party last yes. year? Yeah. If you oh yeah. Of of the
6: parties you played it. Yeah. That, I was thinking. That's what I was thinking when I was talking uh, talking about this. Yeah. You probably played the holiday party.
0: Yeah, that thing's fun, man. It's cool, and it was really easy to like add people and and just because you answer everything on your phone and stuff too.
6: Yeah, yeah. Some of the games are like Cards Against Humanity, but you write all your own answers. In. Yeah. So you can make it like much more specifically mean about people that you're like just sitting there with. <laughs> or,
0: <laughs> yeah. Or or you just never win because you don't know anybody except the host when you get there. That was fun. I was like, oh, I don't even know these people at all. Like I could be a total dick right now. But
6: that's the way to do it. You're never gonna see them again.
0: Well, and they and they don't know your answers unless you pick them. Right?
6: Yeah, 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 they'll know afterwards. But. Yeah, yeah, it's super fun. It's a so really <laughs> yeah. digital. Well, That's really fun. All the games are different, but uh, one of them's sort of like Pictionary. One of them's sort of like, uh, well, it's a game where you like lie about stuff, and then some are more like the party games where you like try to find the fake person. Mm. Anyways, it's just a really fun game for like a great the icebreaker the party too. everyone's yeah. just like drinking and talking. If it's like a little bit smaller, like you know, four to eight people or something like that, it's just fun to do.
4: Yeah, and again, after after having good food, great short ribs, and the Instapot, we like, we, Andrew has an Instapot, and we just got one like three days ago, so it was cool to see how he used his, and he recommended a recipe, and I'm excited to use our Instapot, that's how adult I am, I get excited what about, about Instapots, stuff? Because oh yeah! got oh, well, something
6: from Mothers that was like insane.
4: Yeah, so there's a place called Mother's Market, and they uh, we brought dessert, um, mm-hmm. and they have these little. There's one was a flourless chocolate cake, and it looks almost like a muffin, but it it is like just as juicy and crazy as like a chocolate souffle or whatever you you would have. And we also got a chocolate mousse. It was it was a very chocolatey dessert, but the nice. flourless chocolate cake is, is really really good. I'm not sure if it's healthier for you. It sounds like it would be like better cause flourless, but it's but, just packed with sugar. Uh, so yeah. something, I don't know, but it was, it was hey. great. It was a great way to end. It the, sounds end delicious the though. Yeah. So, you know, very adult, you know, I feel like, like an adult, like dinner party, you have like a good time. You drink some wine and you know, you if get, you get flour, excited about your crock pot you. <laughs> <laughs> recipes that you can share. I'm like, Oh, Okay. I do need to get back on the road. <laughs> but it was great. It was amazing. It was a good way to end the weekend. So, transition to Henry. What you got for us today?
5: Well, uh, I feel like, well, yeah, well, so you know what? Well, I'm just going to just sort of think about what I'm going to say while I. <laughs> come up with different transitional phrases. Well, you know, well, uh, anyway, moving right anyway along. Uh, well, well, subsequently, in, in <clears> enough, <throat> well, uh, and and so, uh, that brings me my possibly
0: next point. by happenstance, however, just by
5: happenstance, yes. um, voila. No, so, I love um, how
3: people on YouTube use that <laughs> voila
0: when
6: they overuse voila. the word voila, oh, yeah. and voila, all right, it's all right, all right, it's all
5: right. super for, for real, for, for real.
6: I have
5: uh, a little bit of a, a different thing, I'm trying to mix it up. Uh, I do a lot of a lot of more rock stuff uh, on this podcast, and I feel like this is. Uh, although the the instrumentation is pretty similar, uh, it is different genre wise, and it's also different because it's actually a current group again. Um, oh, killer! Which I've been trying to sort of work in plugs for groups that are still currently doing stuff, while also still keeping things uh, historical and focused on my favorite era, which tends to sort of gravitate towards the late sixties to mid seventies era of music. As if you've listened to the podcast, you know that I love that era of music, uh, specifically all the rock music that came out of that time. Um, uh, but in any case, this is a new or, or current group. Uh, they're from Australia. It's a quartet. So keyboards, uh, bass, guitar, and drums, and uh, they are out of, I believe they're from uh, Melbourne, Mel- Melbourne, 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 Australia. Melbourne. Um, the group that I'm talking about today is called Mild Life, and uh, I just really like what they're doing. Um, a friend of mine uh, showed me one of their songs. I want to say it was about five months ago, and um, every every like week or so, I just kind of go like, "Man, I really want to listen to some Mild Life again." Like they just have a really cool kind of vibe going on. Sort of mixes this Alan Parsons Project energy with almost like a Pink Floyd thing. Nice. Um, and then you could you could almost see. And I don't know if it's just because they're Australian, but the but the melodic aspect of it is very similar to uh, Tame Paula. He's also from Australia. Um, And yeah, it's just cool. It's, I think it's pretty unique. Um, It's groovy, super duper groovy, uh, has, has kind of like a seventies disco funk thing going on, but not like, not overbearingly. So to where it sounds like a throwback group, like it's still like a very fresh kind of psychedelic, but still modern energy to it. And you can tell they're using all these cool analog synthesizers and sequencers and stuff like that. Um, Really cool use of vintage analog technology, as well as just old-school kind of grooves, old-school kind of tones. Uh, their records sound really, really good. I'm a big fan of, of just the way their records are engineered, uh, and the tones they get. So um, this song is off their latest release, which came out—hold on. I'm coordinating with researcher Randy here. Uh, oh Randy's came back out, came out yes. about a month ago. Um is their second full length record. It's called Automatic. Um and if you like what you hear tonight, I would highly suggest you check out uh the new record automatic and their previous record, which is called phase. Uh the group is called Mild Life, and the song that we're gonna play tonight is mm-hmm. called Rare Air. And uh there is a longer version of that on the full-length record, and they have uh just really stellar sound. So, um, yeah, whenever you're ready, Steve, go ahead and uh, cue up that tune. This is Mildlife Rare Air.
0: Yeah, dude. More capital.
4: Oh Yeah. yeah. More, More cool. <coughs> Super yeah, groovy. Love these guys.
0: Dude, that Very, synth works cool. fucking amazing, man. That was really, really neat.
5: Yeah, they, they do a lot of uh, unison lines with uh, synth and guitar. So that line was actually a guitar and a synth, I think, like doing like unison steps, like a fuzz effect on the guitar and uh they do that a bunch. They do a lot of unison line work between keyboards and guitar. It's super cool.
2: Yeah, I yeah, was a big really fan cool. of I really that like that. that. I usually don't not super into a lot of I don't know, synth sounding stuff that sounds like that. Or yeah. like you know, like there's like that one track by like Tame and Paul that I really like, but most of the record I'm like, eh. But that was really cool. I really like that. Yeah. It was groovy. Well and that was also
0: that was that was a an edited version. The the original yeah, version that was, was like an s- edit. almost eight minutes long. Yeah. And Henry, Henry was like, hey, we're going to play, play, play the edit version. But are you putting the edit version on Henry's History Lesson playlist or the full version?
5: Uh, I can put the full version on. I think on. you should think put I the I full
0: version on there, yeah.
5: I will put yeah. the full version, um, which, is, which is around seven minutes. And um, then I'm also putting, uh, for you listeners out there, putting a, another song in there, which is actually my favorite. And it's actually their, I think it's their most uh, streamed song. It's called The Magnificent Moon. Nice. I highly re- recommend listening to that one. That song is a total banger, grooves super hard. Um, all their stuff kind of falls in that pocket of, like, that sort of sound, but without really overdoing it. Like, I never find myself going, like, oh, I've heard enough of this sort of thing before. Like, I've listened to, I've listened to every time I listen to them, I listen to the whole record, and I'm like, oh, this is just great music to put on while I'm driving around. Yeah, or for sure. Or just hanging out at home, like, just trying to, like, vibe out or whatever or work on guitars or anything like that like it's just really really good atmospheric stuff uh super groovy draws from a lot of classic influences you can hear you know super vintage uh moog synthesizer sounds and and the bass tone and guitar tone is all very very old school vintage sounding but still fresh
3: yeah i was gonna say steve miller band Right. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot. It takes me back to that. I was a huge fan of them when I was growing up.
0: Mm -hmm. Dude, good job, man. Yeah, nice. Nice track. And uh, and you can check out this song that you just heard and more on Henry's History Lesson playlist, which is in the description. Um, And I'm going to post that up for all of you watching live on Facebook right now. It is a Spotify playlist that uh, will get you every song plus more that Henry has shared with us over the last 63 episodes. So.
4: And it is also linked at the band's Spotify page. So if you follow us on Spotify, scroll down to the bottom of the page beneath all of our albums and our singles. And there is a link to other associated Robert John playlists. Uh, one of them being the Henry's history lesson playlist. Go check it out. There's a ton of music on there and it all is smoking.
5: And it grows by the week. Every week, there is more yes. music. And uh, if if uh, if I'm going to take this further, if you have anything that um, maybe I have missed or you think would enrich the podcast what we be talking about, please do not hesitate to communicate. Send me a message. Leave us a comment. Stuff like Michael's doing. Uh, I love checking new stuff out that I haven't. I'm not necessarily familiar with and uh if i get around to it which i'm sure I eventually will because um we're going to keep doing the podcast and i'm sure there's always going to be opportunities to plug stuff that tickles my fancy yes sir <laughs> and uh stuff that i want to get other people hip to and uh it's one of my great joys in life to expose others to the music that brings me joy because it brings us all joy it's a beautiful thing it's the bee's knees the elixir of life music. Yeah, is there's wonderful. so
3: much music out there. It's great. There's, music. So much yeah. Music yeah. Out there.
5: there's so much.
3: Yeah. It's it's hard to weed through it, but so when you get a great recommendation like that, it's fantastic.
0: Yeah. I was, it, I was, I was talking actually, uh, the other day, uh, at, at one of these rehearsals, um, I was watching, uh, my roommate Ryan sent me a, a video of this kid playing, just shredding bass at like nine years old. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it was it was cool. I was, I was watching it, and Spot walks up, and it's like, "Hey, oh, is that Aaron?" And it's this, like video of this like nine year old kid. At the time, I guess he's like twelve now. But he was like, "Oh, now yeah, he's, like, he's still young. Yeah, he's still young." Um, but he was like, "Dude, like, yeah, like they sat in. I, I don't know if they sat in with with Snarky Puppy or or Ghost Note, uh, but um, yeah, this kid from and I guess he's from like Slovenia or Czechoslovakia or some, somewhere." out there in in Europe and, uh, and Sput was just saying like how cool it is that like we have access now to everything that's been put out for the most part. Right. There's definitely some stuff that's fallen through the cracks, but like how cool is it that like, we have that shit at our fingertips. Like the, the good stuff permeates, you know, you're definitely still going to have the people listening to the, all the cookie cutter stuff, but like everything else that's out there is just waiting to be uncovered. and, doesn't matter if it came out 150 years ago or or uh you know on a recorded medium 100 years ago or or last year or 50 years ago everything's right at our fingertips and if it's new for you and you dig it like fucking go there and and do it you know that's really cool so i'm i'm stoked to i, I love going through when i have time and just listening through through your playlist here man awesome. Thank you for putting all that together.
5: Yep. You know, so it's, it's a passion project really yep. it comes down to.
0: And you That's can it. sign up, uh, on the email list as well. If right. you sign up for our email list, uh, we right. do you Henry's history show every Wednesday for the email list, uh, subscribers.
5: Yep. We've got so a lot of great right there on our, videos on our coming out that have been sent out that are going to be continued to be sent out, uh, every week. And, uh, I, I think it's on Wednesday, right? Mm-hmm. It is on Wednesdays. Wednesday, yeah. Wednesday on Wednesdays, uh, you we send out a, an, an email every week and I make up a little blurb and, uh, you know, throw a little YouTube video in there and sort of go, you know, if you haven't checked this out, check this out. Um, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of really cool stuff on YouTube. That's just like old concert video, old concert videos that people haven't seen, uh, that don't have a lot of views or maybe they do have a lot of views. And I just think they're really cool and they deserve to be seen more. Um, and I've sort of curated a little playlist of videos, I suppose. And uh, that just goes out every week as an email as well.
4: Yeah, it's almost like the same idea, but just right. like a, a, a set list or a song. Mm-hmm. Last week's video that went out was The Bar case.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
4: Um And it was cool. Somebody actually reached out to us uh, saying how much they appreciated it. And they sent us a... Uh, a uh, a picture with the lead singer of the bar case. Oh, that's cool. cool. Sign up for that email list. And you also get cool discounts and, and other stuff. Uh, You know, we send out like old footage that we'd done before. So we try to keep you guys in the loop and uh, keep it fresh.
6: Warren's going to slide into your DMS and then he's going (laughs) to try to ask you on a date. Ask you for nudes. Don't do it. Don't sign up for the email list. So Jeff, You've been on this podcast before. People know at least some of your uh, beginning story, correct? So, I yeah, I can't remember exactly what we talked about. but um, So I think it's been super interesting talking about how the TV industry has been re- uh, responding to COVID. Maybe we can jump off from there and talk about some other stuff. But have they been doing the daily tests and stuff like that? We've talked about it a little bit.
3: Well, I spent nine weeks... On and off, I had a couple weeks at home, but I spent the better part of nine weeks in Atlanta doing Family Feud. And we were shooting Family Feud back in March and then got shut down. So March 11th was our last day doing that. And we started back up at the beginning of August without an audience. They were using the families who were Mm -hmm. about to play on the show as audience. So we had like 20 people or 25 people. And then we were enhancing it with fake audience a little bit, and then they'll do more of that in post. So everybody on on set was tested. The set was completely on lockdown. No visitors whatsoever. Minimal crew, which was still a lot. And we got tested every week, except for the people that were closest to Steve. They got tested twice a week. A lot of protocols in place. Uh, We we each, we all had like separate restrooms. and There was like three people to a restroom. Meals had to be prepackaged. You know, it was a lot. It was huh. a lot different, but we pulled it off, and we had zero, zero positive tests
6: on the show. Zero nice. positive tests. Woo! That's great. Yeah. So That's we, awesome because you guys were shooting for nine weeks. So you, you, it's crazy to Christ. see how people are responding. And thank God, Steph is coming back. You know what I mean? Because I don't know how long you know. Yeah. Just hang out on lockdown. <laughs> right. I mean, we need entertainment. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Serious. I've, I've gone through all my old Netflix shows at least once or twice now, <laughs> Right. and uh, it's almost just too hard to find something new. I'm just, like, going through old stuff again. Like Jeff, one. you talked about getting that pool table in the backyard. Is there anything else during uh, done during COVID to stay busy? Uh, well, uh, besides doing a lot of cooking and gaining weight. <laughs> uh, yeah people either go in one direction or the other and I think like some people have yo-yoed up and down and up and down a couple times because the lockdown's been so long <laughs> so,
3: right. yeah for a while I was just in that mode of you know fuck it the world's ending I'm just gonna eat everything you know yeah <laughs> so.
0: I definitely had a couple months where I was make, I was trying out new casserole recipes <laughs> and yeah holy shit did that put it on I was like fuck like I can't even go to Coles and to, like buy new clothes because they're not open.
6: Sorry, go. I have to go to a side. Are casseroles like a white people thing? Like I never had casseroles <laughs> growing up. Unless I like, definitely at one of my friends' house. Yeah,
3: you never, never had it. tuna casserole.
6: <laughs> I would never, definitely I would call would never a eat casserole a white people I, thing. I'm not like a big canned tuna guy, so. Yeah, I've never know.
4: had I don't think I've ever Had a casserole before I'm pretty white well,
3: I, I, grew think, up, I grew up in Cincinnati That was definitely Yeah It might well, just be A Midwest well, Different thing, versions like, Of
6: casseroles
0: I Cincinnati, mean Cincinnati the, the casserole capital Of the <laughs> well, I mean If, if, if you <laughs> If you think about it Like la- lasagna Is essentially Like a pasta casserole Right Yeah right. Yeah, yeah. Right? I have lasagna so, Yeah Yeah, yeah. So, but, but casseroles Are like basically Lasagna But whatever the fuck You have in your fridge I, So it's like I gotta- Oh well I have uh, like I made like a like a like I used tortilla shells cuz I didn't have pasta and stuff and uh and made tried to make like a taco casserole and it just turned out fucking horrible and I had like fusilli uh pasta and stuff in there uh but not like the actual you know lasagna Why can't like, you just have things?
6: tacos? Like just you try to make everything in the cakes. It's like what's the point of <laughs>
0: People love fucking <laughs> cakes, man. Like, give me a good ass meat cake, man. I'm, I'm, I'm Yeah. In. Okay. Let's. Yeah. I'll anyways.
6: give you a meat cake. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Henry, what were you saying about casseroles? Uh, my aunt Trish is is
5: the casserole queen. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. I I
6: would yeah. guess that. Yeah. yeah. I was gonna I'll say eat like, Trish's casserole.
5: No, they're amazing. She makes amazing, uh, casserole. No, where? Creations. Everything she makes is amazing. Question:
0: Where Where did Trish grow up?
5: Oh, God. Cincinnati, <laughs> Cincinnati, obviously. Cincinnati, obviously. <laughs> obviously <laughs> kill me Cincinnati. Because I don't actually know. I think it's either Texas or Oklahoma. Uh, but, but Midwest. That's what I'm guessing. It's, yeah. Well, no, because Texas or Oklahoma. So it's like, that's like South. Like
0: No, it's still Midwest, to me. It's it's between the east,
3: the east <laughs> and Texas the west, not the Midwest. On the yeah, on the on, on the west it's side like of the Mississippi.
0: Not the Midwest. Yeah, but well, but I think mid mid country, the, the the
5: Middle East. And uh, if I'm wrong <laughs> about either of those guesses, that's, I will correct it next week.
2: Way. It's going to be Cincinnati. Yeah.
5: Cincinnati's kind of the Middle <laughs> East, too. That would be of, awesome. Of, of the
2: United States.
5: But you know what? Antrish makes amazing casseroles of various kinds, and uh, I will take an Antrish casserole any day of the week. Yeah.
0: Antrish Something makes right some now. amazing – what was the, uh, the Christmas crack?
6: Oh, yeah. I saw a oh box of that God. that I haven't oh, even touched. Oh, fuck. That's I talked it. to her about it at
0: the last show. Yeah, that shit was so good. Oh <laughs> I feel like
6: God. we're gonna get like nine boxes this year. <laughs> well, yep. Um, I can't
0: wait. I gotta, yeah, so. I gotta fit in my pants for the new year, man. I can't. Jeff, can't
6: I've been drinking anymore. like twice the coffee. Have you, have you like just started drinking more coffee just because it's there? Not really. No, still kind of two or three blasts a day. You know. What? Uh, what's got more? I guess you've been playing a lot of pool, which is awesome. Oh, there's other stuff that you've been doing that we can't talk about, which is pretty cool, but probably not uh, podcast-appropriate. But um. What are we talking about? Ooh. <laughs> Nothing. The, the, We're not talking the, about anything.
3: Fun guys. Uh, yeah. I don't uh, know why my TV turned itself on. <laughs> no, I I uh, bought a new snare drum, which was fun. It's a really, really cool drum by the British Drum Company, and that's been kind of in- inspiring me to play more.
1: Sure.
6: That's awesome. That thing sounded amazing. It was, was it a solid shell or? Um, no, it's plies.
0: That was the one you played for me the other night, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
6: yeah. yeah. Fuck, that thing sounds great. Yeah. so It's a really big one. It's like deep, right? It's like seven inches Seven inches, inches yeah.
4: And what number of snare is that for you? Like 13 or 14?
3: Uh, 15, 16, something like that.
4: Oh, it got close. It got close. I bought
3: two snare drums and I sent one back because I didn't like it, but,
6: you know. From the uh, same company?
3: No, uh, the other one was a Dunnett.
6: Oh, really? Yeah. He didn't, uh, well, now we're getting into nerd world, but yeah, Henry yeah. does it all the time with people, so screw you guys. <laughs> you got a Dunnett and you didn't like it? Like, Ron Dunnett's like a, one of the most famous drum makers in all of drum world, so. I mean, it's, it sounded really good, and it was a
3: metal, it was a steel snare, and I felt mm-hmm. like it didn't really give me
6: something that I didn't already have. That seems like the correct answer because you have so many snare drums already. Yeah, so I've if, got like, a lot
3: of steel snare drums, especially.
6: So that uh, I mean, premier was, steel snare that you have just is like amazing. So, so to beat that, it's kind of hard.
3: Exactly, it didn't really beat that. It was close, and it was like, eh, you know, I don't know if I want to spend eight hundred dollars on something I already have. Have you bought any
6: recording gear? No, recording gear is not as fun unless you're like. Right in the middle of like doing a big record or something like that. Right, right.
4: I love recording I mean? gear.
6: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I love it too. It's uh, but you know,
3: this year yeah. is obviously more of a budget situation. So
6: yeah, um. I feel like you can get cooler uh, drums for less money, and then everything in recording world is at least a thousand dollars. Where you can get like a cool ass custom snare that you're really gonna like. It's gonna make you want to play drums for like you know a couple months for yeah. you know a couple hundred dollars, which is always you know a good uh, solution. Yeah, agreed. Well, plus I bought a pool table too, so that wasn't. Oh sure. yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I bet you've gotten so much use out of that, and you've saved so much money from not going to bars right now. Yeah, true. <laughs> it well, pays for itself.
0: To, to be fair, I've 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 been here. This is this will be my my sixth night or seventh night staying here and uh I've played pool more times in the last week than I have in like the last probably
6: year. Are you getting better? Makes sense. No, fuck no, nope. I'm not getting better.
0: <laughs> I'm still just as fucking terrible, man.
6: We could talk about the new record. I know it was not super we're almost like gearing up to record the next record here. So it was almost a year ago before we uh Uh, recorded Last Light on the Highway. But uh, people want to know how it's, like, working with us. And um, just Last Light on the Highway was the most recent thing, and then the most, in my opinion, probably streamlined thing where we knew we were kind of doing more. So how was working on that record with us? And then, like, yeah, what what do you think was different? Because you've seen us in go through those last two records before it, so uh, what's, like, your impression Yeah, of well, I've seen you go through
3: time? several records. Um, I mean, you definitely were more streamlined, which was cool. I mean, it was almost too streamlined, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I don't know that there's such a thing. The way you guys prepare is very... Um, it seems very systematic and very thorough and passionate, you know... And when you got here for Last Light on the Highway, it was like, wow, you know, and it's so fun for me because not only am I your engineer and co-producer, I'm a fan of the band. You know, this is totally stuff that I would listen to if I weren't involved in it. So, and it's just a fun hang. There's no, (laughs) you know, there's no bullshit. There's no attitudes. There's no anything. It's just, we're a group of guys and we're making a recording.
6: Yeah, all the yelling happens before we get in this the studio. <laughs> yeah. yeah we, we, so maybe you guys are just we on your in front of you, we,
3: we, we try to
0: spare <laughs> you, from,
6: you
3: from
0: that side of shit, yeah. man. No, I appreciate that.
6: You know. No, it's always cool and we talk we've talked about all the time how we love recording at your house just because it's yeah. like comfortable, you know? Yeah. And we don't feel like we're sacrificing quality for comfort. No, yeah, I mean it's it's almost to the point too, like Looking back on it, when we leave and
4: we record, I think we've talked about this pretty, pretty quickly in a day or two. So we do it over the course of the weekend. And it's so it's such a relaxed, just whole entire process that, like, when you kind of get back on that Sunday or you wake up on Monday you you kind of almost get anxiety like, oh, wait, that was it. Like, we just did. You know what I mean? Like, it's over. like, Like, Erica's like, well, how did it go? I'm like, oh, it just, like, flowed. And then you're like, whoa, like, I didn't even really have to think about anything until, like, after the fact. And you go, oh, do you know, we were just yeah. so prepared. And just the way that we work with you and the way that you work, it was so smooth that you don't even really think about anything. And then you, and it's like, oh boom that was it and you know and like again like that record was really important for us it was it was a big one and um it's crazy just that it just kind of flows out and you don't even give it a second thought and like yeah i definitely wake up sometimes on a monday after we record i'm like oh wow like that was i don't know i get, yeah. I get
0: well crazy. And, and also with 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 last light uh, we had originally we had three days booked right and then you were yeah, you were under the weather for, for the first one. That was, no, that was uh that, that was, was that take me higher. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, that was yeah. Cause I, I I remember just being like, Oh shit, like are we gonna be able to get this done in two days instead of <laughs> that, three? That made then- Take
5: Me Higher even more interesting because we were already like this is Warren and, and my yeah, first record yeah, with yeah, you guys. Yeah, yeah. And oh, we yeah, were like, oh, right. we got three days to do it. Like, everything's cool. And then all of a sudden, we it's have like two days to Three days to, do to
0: record it. a whole record? And it's right. Like, oh, yeah. now we have two days to record Then we got to Last night, And it's like, oh, yeah. Just come in uh, yeah. Saturday, Sunday. and
5: We already uh, did the first record in two days. So we can do this yeah. one in three, no problem.
3: Well, and I think the third day, we did, what, one or two tunes? And then a bunch of overdubs? Right. Yeah. You yeah. know? So I was pretty and, uh, relaxed on the third day.
6: What's been your reaction to, like, the response to this stuff? Because it's totally blown our minds. It's the biggest thing we've ever done. We've gotten the most, yeah. like, radio play. And then the most just, like, random people coming out of nowhere finding us and going, oh, this is great. You know what I mean? And um, Yeah, uh,
3: I've, I've had a lot of my colleagues say that this is the way music should sound and the way it should be performed. So it's, uh, it's been fun. It's been fun to see the reaction and to to be part of it, you know. I mean, I think each time we get together, I know for me, I try to push the envelope just a little bit further and just try to find a different way or a, a better way to do things, you know. And I think that's part of making music. And, and you guys definitely bring that as well.
6: Yeah, it's always just fun to be there. I think that's the, it's the comfort and then the, the like, I think yeah, it's the, it
0: is just yeah. Really I think it's enjoyable. the knowing that we're in good hands, man. Like, right. like when we Jeff, when we walk into the room here and come to your house, like it, it feels like home to us. Yeah, you know, and we feel, and you, you've got such a like incredible knack for making the artist feel comfortable, and mm-hmm. in this case, like it's five artists. Because it's not just one artist in their backing band, like right. we you know since the beginning we've always been a band, regardless of you know the member changes and and this that and the other like and I, I feel like that this band is is you know it's five artists together, all with their own you know little quips and what they need and everything and and you alleviate so much of the pressure of getting into the room to record and like be able to deliver a Performance. Right. You know, and that's I cannot tell you like how fucking important that is. Right. Man, like there's been so many times that mm-hmm. I've been in random studios with with who whoever, whether it's my project or somebody else's project. And it's just this weird tense vibe or hectic shit. And like we just come in and it's like, ah. Mm-hmm. Like, you need coffee, you need fucking like whatever. Let's get right. some mics. Let's just fucking like kick yeah. it out. Like You know, jokes through the talk back and everything and keeping us loose and shit. Like, even when, like, and I know I've gotten fucking frustrated, you know, recording and stuff, like, fuck, why can't I get this? Or, like, ah, shit, like, ah, Henry, play more in time. I I gotta pull my ears off or something like that. You just need another espresso shot from the
3: the legendary Sonic Coffee machine. I'm
0: the one that's rushing everything. (laughs) Henry, you're fine.
5: So and for me, fun. it was cool with with last because I actually stayed at Jeff's house uh, through the weekend. Oh, nice! Because I blocked the yeah. whole weekend off yeah. for the record, so I was like, "Well, I don't have any reason to go back down to OC, so I might as well just stay up here and like just make myself at home in his guest room and like.
0: Which is which is where I'm staying,
5: staying right now, which is super comfy, by the way. Yeah, it's great. Cool. Yeah, and it was great because I'd wake up and I'd be like, "Oh, there's my guitar amps, there's my guitars, <laughs> there's." You know, everything's already set up. Like, I can, like, even do some here. warm-ups. All my friends are here. Like, yeah, <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> and Jeff, now there's Jeff's a cool got camera.
0: a bitchin' espresso machine, too, by the way. Yeah, the, the espresso the, the, machine is oh amazing. God. I would love waking Close up to and your being, espresso like... Machine
6: closest thing you're also, to machine. yeah. also, like, incredibly Europe, into yeah. espresso. Um, and I am, too, but we got obsessed with... The, our tour manager, Manny, has this, like... Uh, it's called a super automatic espresso mm. machine. Yeah. But mm-hmm. like, it means you press a button... And it does everything for you from grinding the beans right. to actually like shooting the water through the espresso, and you basically get a cup out on the other side. But that's not the like most bougie way to make it. There's a like, much better <laughs> machines that don't aren't super. I prefer bougie. You know I mean? so, <laughs> Jeff, can you tell us uh, about your machine and about why it's good? Tell us about your machine. Well, a
3: real espresso machine has a certain, I think it's called an E61 group head, which is where the hot water comes out of. So this has Oh, that.
6: yeah. Talk shop to me, baby. Yeah, and it's a...
3: <laughs> it's a, an espresso machine handmade in Milan. It's Italian, and it's, it's you know, it has the right, the right pressure, the right heat, you know, the exact right water temperature as it comes out. So those are all hugely important. But most of the professional coffee machines you see in shops have that same exact group head um,
6: and those machines are not cheap they're like ten thousand dollars minimum yeah the ones, Robert, the the the, ones in the a the coffee shop, shop that have
3: several group heads yeah those are 10 or 20 grand
2: yeah yeah i mean some of some special machines in some coffee shops are like they can they can go up to like 60 grand just for the espresso machine when i used to work at a coffee shop there was one guy who works on their espresso machines like that's his his job is working on espresso machines so yeah. like He's the, you call him because something <laughs> breaks, and like you have to wait for him to have the availability to come to you.
0: He's the espresso guy. Yeah,
2: yeah. You, you can't just like call like you know, so like you know, some someone random that can fix like every you know washer and dryer machine or something. You know, it's like it's a really specific machine that has a lot of you know intricate parts in it. And I'm I'm talking about a coffee shop that has like you know three heads, and the machine is as big as you know, I don't know. A stove, but um, I'm sure the same thing happens to Jeff's machine as well.
3: Well, yeah, mine's held done. up pretty good. I haven't had to work on it. I've had it for maybe two or three years. So,
0: and and Jeff was nice enough to to tell me. I was like, hey, like, so you want me to grab you some coffee in the morning? He's like, dude, I got the best espresso machine here. Like, I can show you how use it. I'm like. I'm not touching that fucking thing. Like, <laughs> I, I do not want to be the one yeah. responsible for like somehow. He's like, it's really simple. And I'm like, mm, have you met me? <laughs> like, well, not, you
3: know, if I've been a Mister Coffee guy yeah. and do audio on Steve's level, yeah. you can operate a. Fucking when coffee it, when it, it comes
0: to cooking, floor. I gotta, I gotta, <laughs> and cooking anything like the alarm's gonna go off at least a few times before. Yeah, you know, yeah, I got it right, but.
6: Uh, Jeff also got me into some good bean suppliers, but then the bad thing about being into good coffee is it's fucking expensive.
0: Right. Yeah.
6: It goes from maybe, you know, I don't know, eight bucks to 12 bucks for two pounds to like 15 bucks for one pound. Mm-hmm. And you usually buy like a couple of them because you're paying shipping on it and stuff like that. But it is so good. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Which, the company that I turned you on
3: to is called Coava, and they. They roast the beans right before they send them to you. Oh, nice! And they do it specifically for drip or espresso. And they're like, you know, beans from Africa or from South America or whatever. It's really, really good stuff. And they do a. a they're actually a company that started in Portland, uh, and their stuff's like thirty bucks a pound. It's it's not cheap.
0: Damn. But it's worth but it. It's but
6: it's so good. It's yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> well, that's
3: what you guys have all had. You know, whenever you had coffee here,
6: you were oh, probably geez. drinking that. It's just, like, I, I don't know how to describe good coffee. I remember, I, like, I, I didn't even start drinking coffee until I was, like, 26. And I remember Robert had worked at coffee shops, so, like, he would always be like, oh, this is really good coffee. I was like, what does that even mean? But there's a sort of, like, cleanliness to it where you get these, like, oily dark roasts and they taste like you're eating drinking sludge or something like that. So really good cups of coffee have this, like, it's almost like drinking filtered water. You get this, like, really clean taste and then yeah um like you get the really acidy coffees and stuff like that which are really good i don't know if you guys have had like fruity acidy coffees do you like those jeff I, i typically like them
3: to be more mellow and not too bitter you know but not like super mellow i mean i like i like medium roasted coffee that's brewed strong you know yeah
6: yeah and it's, it's weird to describe because you go like, oh yeah, I get medium roast Folgers or something like that, and it tastes great. And it's like, uh. well,
0: over ice, yeah. When you can't <laughs> fucking taste it, but not not hot.
6: No, even like, like it's, it's, medium like Folgers that was like super dark compared yeah, to some but of these.
0: To me, it's like the difference between like having like like a a really good beef jerky or having like a like a fucking really great steak. You know, like the espresso is just like it hits on so many levels. Like beef jerky, yeah. Fucking, like, have it. It'll sustain you. You get, like, the meatiness and stuff. But, like, a really great steak, you're like, oh, fuck. That's... Yeah, I'm getting the wrap up signal from Andrew here.
6: Oh no no no! Oh. This is my land the plane signal. I always like it's always like you you, you, <laughs> toss you the like stuff some, up in the air and you're blank. like juggling while you talk and we're all here going like where's he gonna land? Like no, he no, that, land that, plane? no that, that,
0: that was it like that was my that was my comparison for for really good coffee to to regular coffee is is it like it's, it's comparing
2: beef jerky and steak.
0: Yeah, like the 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 really good espresso is like, and the really good beans are like having, like it hits on so many different levels. You have like the taste, you have the experience, you have the warmth, you have the after bite, you have the everything else that goes along with it, like you do with the steak instead of like beef jerky, which to me is like Folgers, which, or Mr. Coffee Drip or some shit,
2: you know? Am I, I way
0: off in saying this, but
2: we I, all like I, steak. I don't like beef jerky, so I can't. Robert
0: relate. doesn't like beef jerky, so you're out,
2: but. But I, like, I drink But coffee. I think there's also a nostalgia thing too when it comes to certain coffees because I grew up drinking Folgers at my house, like you know from 16 and on. Yeah. And I I, I do this thing called Trade Coffee. It's a sub- subscription service, and I get like a pound of coffee from all around the world from different you know cool roasters every two weeks. But like there's certain times where we go through it too quickly. Yeah. And so the backup is the Folgers. Um. But then when I make like a like a pot of Folgers and like you drink it and I'm just like it goes straight back to like when I was like at my parents' house. Oh, and so yeah. like the, the coffee that I'm normally drinking is really good and it's all great and it's delicious. But then you have that cup of Folgers and you're like, well, this is obviously not as good. Yeah. But it's but it's triggering all these things in my head. That's like, no, this is this is the coffee that I started on. Um, and I mean it, at the same time, it's all. It's all some sort of coffee, and it's not Starbucks, which is great. But
3: Well, and if you're drinking, like, Dunkin' Donuts coffee or something like that, it's good, but it's a different animal than espresso, yeah. you know?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Well, oh, yeah, yeah. No, espresso is a whole different different yeah. gamut in my head. And
4: isn't Dunkin' is even, <laughs> even its own thing? I felt like I knew a lot of people who were like, oh, I'd just go
2: to Dunkin' for the coffee.
0: Yeah, or if you're a Canadian you like Tim Tim Hortons. it's the
2: same thing as Starbucks. It's the same Starbucks, thing as like McDonald's.
0: McDonald's, like, Tim Hortons. Like you get yeah.
2: you get hooked on something and then you go there for that reason and you think it's the best. Well, because and if
0: you it, don't go there, then you don't think it's the best. The the only reason that you keep going to these places is because it's consistent. Starbucks, they burn all their fucking beans. Like that's the Starbucks taste, right? Yeah. So it's like you're you're not getting technically quality, but like it has a. A signature, you know. Tim Hortons in Canada like has a signature. Dunkin' Donuts has a signature of the sweetness, you know. All
2: right, but I, I think, think Jeff's. Across uh, the country. I think Jeff's machine is amazing. And I wish I had one in my house. Yeah,
3: yeah. It's a, by a company called Rocket, and it's called a mozo fiato.
2: Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, it's a. By-
3: Would you say that
0: that is your pick Rocket. of the week? That's going to be a, a a, a big fiato. deep dive.
6: We should write a song called Mozo Fiato. <laughs> sounds like and a music. Term. Mozo-, Mozo Fiato! It has to be like super fast.
0: Okay, what's funny is is Bruce said, no, wait, Dunkin' Donuts coffee is the worst, second only to Tim Hortons. But how do you feel about McDonald's? <laughs>
6: McDonald's coffee is fine.
0: My grandpa What's, sweared okay. by it, dude. Like he would, he didn't want to get coffee from anywhere else.
6: He was like, ah, you got like a dollar for. It. Where, where's the worst cup of coffee? And I will go out on a limb and go. Me first trying and say to make Starbucks. espresso I, anywhere. I really don't like Starbucks coffee. I think it tastes I, I burnt agree. and it's like the worst thing ever. I would rather have coffee from my house or something like that than go to Starbucks. Actually,
3: 7-Eleven coffee is pretty fucking horrible. Yeah, but
6: you yeah. can get
0: it. Actually, you can coffee. get the big gulp. And, pour, and fill it with ice. This was my, my life hack when I was, like, really fucking poor okay. living in my car. was, you'd go, you'd, I'd go to 7-Eleven and get, like, the, the big gulp and everything and fill it with ice and pour hot coffee over the ice. And that was, like, an entire day's worth of coffee. It's, like, over a pot of Mr. Coffee because the Mr. Coffee is only 12 cups, which is less than 32 ounces, right? Mm-hmm. So Mr.
2: Coffee is just a brand of coffee pot. Yes, like but
0: machine. but when you put in consistently put in shit into your Mister Coffee, and and just drip it and let it burn because you're in the back room and stuff, which is what I do normally. <laughs> Sorry guys, I'm basically so like the poor burning shit. The, in the poor kitchen? the poor man's Starbucks over here at at Steve's house. But so that living
6: coffee is that was
0: good bad. because it was it was only like a dollar eighty for for the big gulp, and the coffee was all burnt because they just leave the burners on. So if you want, if you're looking for a cheaper alternative to Starbucks, go to 7-Eleven in the afternoon, (laughs) get yourself a 64-ounce cup, fill it with ice, pour hot coffee over it, and thank me later.
6: Jeff, if you were to do Henry's history lesson, what do you think a record is like from when you were growing up that everyone sort of missed, that no one heard about?
0: Ooh, that's a good question.
3: Wow, that's that's a tough one to answer.
6: One eighty-two greatest hits. <laughs> well,
3: my favorite Toto record is is the first one, the one with Georgie Porgy on it and yeah. uh, um, "Goodbye Girl." I love that song, "Goodbye Girl." I would. I mean, my dream would be to bust into the rehearsal session and have them and le- have them let me play that with the band.
0: I can neither confirm
3: nor deny. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know. I don't know that everyone missed it, but that's that's definitely, to me, the quintessential Toto.
6: Is it self-titled? I think so. Is yeah. it
3: Toto 1? or Yeah, I think it's just yeah. called Toto. It's just called Toto, yeah.
6: <clears throat> yeah it has Hold the Line, All Supply the Love, Georgie Porgie, and Rockmaker, and a lot of other stuff. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of good stuff on this record.
5: Yeah. yeah, yeah,
3: it's a good one. Have you ever heard of Jim Stafford?
5: It rings the Bell.
3: He's, he was like a comedy country writer. And he did this record called "Not Just Another Pretty Foot" that I listened to a bunch when I was a kid. And if you're into comedic songs, that was super fun. He wrote a song called uh, "My Bulldog Drinks Champagne," and I ain't one to complain because what a perfect waste of wine it seems to be, you know. And it was a it was a song about a woman whose bulldog drank champagne. and She was in the <laughs> apartment across the way from him, and she used to watch he used to watch her through the window. Yeah. And then one day he came over, and I guess. I don't know. They drank champagne and had sex.
6: Other great titles from Jim Stafford out, yeah. are I Ain't Sharon Sharon, Wildwood <laughs> Weed, 16 Little Red Noses and a Horse That Sweats, Nifty Fifty Blues. It sounds like good stuff. I want to check this out. <laughs> Jim Stafford.
3: Yeah. He's great. He's a great singer, great guitar player, and a really good showman. I just saw it. A video of him on YouTube. He used to do this thing with his acoustic guitar where he would hold it and like walk around it, but he would hold it so the guitar was stationary in midair and he was like walking around it. Oh no shit. It was pretty Ooh. funny. It's like one of those fucking like magic yeah. balls.
6: He did that on things. the um yeah.
3: the Smothers Brothers show. It was f- it's a fun clip.
6: All right, yeah. No pressure with this correct question. What is the greatest mixed record of all time?
0: Ooh. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, no pressure.
6: <laughs> Man. You have to be right though.
0: <laughs> <laughs> subjectively, completely subjectively, you have to be completely correct.
6: I mean, and for, you
3: can
4: only pick one. For
3: for me as a Pink Floyd fan, I mean, I'm I'm a big fan of The Wall. I think that as far as the production and the orchestration and everything goes, that is the only wrong answer, Jeff. But Dark
6: Side of the Moon. My favorite mixed record is Dark Side of the Moon. Yeah, I was. And you were so close. I was like, is he going to say it? Oh my God. Well, Obviously, I you're s- talking. I'm s- oh, sorry. I completely completely subjectively to Andrew. That's why. And it's like, The Wall. No, I'm kidding. But why do you think The Wall is the, uh, the best mixed record?
3: Uh, I don't know. It just has a lot of. It's just got space, and it's so much the production that I love, you know. Orchestra and horns and yeah. all that kind of stuff. There's just so much depth to it, and it's a st- it it's, is it's a story, you know. Not that that, that has anything uh, to do with the mix, but
0: no, but 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 that is a That is a good point, man. Like it, that album was written as an album. It was written as a story from start to finish. Yeah. Like it, it, it has a through line, which, which I think is important because like not a lot of albums do man. Like you, you end up having like concept (laughs) albums from different shit, you know, but like they don't always hit, but like that one was fucking
3: rad, man. Yeah. And
0: they did a movie, to accompany it and everything. And
3: yeah, I was mastering a record with Doug Sachs. Do you remember uh, his mastering company or the mastering lab? I don't know if you do. Old, he's an older guy, and he was legendary, and he did all of those records. I mean, he did um, he did The Wall, I think, in the beginning. And I was mastering a record with him, and that record came up in conversation. And he had this old studio on Sunset Boulevard, and he had a bunch of tapes on the floor leaning up against the front wall where the speakers were. And he he picked up and handed me Side B of The Wall, the, the half-inch two-track master from November of 1979. It was dated, and the song's written by hand, you know. And I was like, oh, my God, it's like a piece of rock and roll history in my hands. How crazy. Yeah.
0: Robert and Andrew, do you guys remember being, uh, when we went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Cleveland, which, Jeff,
3: Cincinnati, right? Cleveland is the north. East part of the state, Cincinnati, is the opposite corner. <laughs> the opposite corner. The opposite corner of <laughs> And we state. don't like each other. Oh, okay. I, I, I guess.
0: Uh, I, I remember going to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I think it was on the first Robert John and the Rec tour, like the Fire Started Tour in 2011. Uh, and we went there, and it's like, you know, it's got Michael Jackson's outfits and all this shit, but they had a whole, like, Pink Floyd the Wall install there where they actually like built the fucking wall that was on the album cover and shit and like
6: It wasn't installed. That was the wall. That was the set design for the actual live show
0: Oh, that was the actual shit
6: Yeah, and then Jesus, it had that's the album cool. cover. What's the name of the record with the uh The two sides of the faces that are like big stones. That almost looks like stonehenge It was like the 90s record. Am I crazy? Gamehenge oh, I know what you're talking about Uh Where's Randy at? Randy what
5: is that Rick call I'm I'm talking to Randy right now hold on he's getting back to me
0: Randy you know he we we all have to man. be socially we'll distanced just because of covid out. but Randy we love you uh
5: you're not getting a raise who yeah. has got it first He's getting he's <laughs> he's getting in touch with me uh, risk right, yeah. the division we, bell Uh division, division bell. bell thank you yeah.
6: They had the actual props on the division bell at the rock and roll hall of fame too That shit That's was cool. so nuts man fuck that was so. That yeah, was awesome. They didn't have the yeah. pig though. I was bummed, but I saw the pig at um, a, Animals, the Roger Waters show.
5: Yeah, yeah. Uh, animals, is, Animals is still my favorite Pink Floyd record.
6: Oh, now all of us can't be friends. No, <laughs> <laughs> whatever, dude. All right, whatever, guys. Uh, well, it's, pretty, it's been record. nice
5: being a band money and hosting the podcast with you. Should not baby. have been a hit. I guess so we're if just I didn't leave hear Money so many later. times as a kid growing up, it would be Dark Side of the Moon. But I heard Money too many times, so now the song is ruined to me. So Animals, it is. Uh,
6: I think I got to listen to Dark Side of the Moon at a mastering studio, too. They, like, had uh, that as one of their awesome. things. So I got to listen to it on, like, you know, like, uh, crazy expensive Lipinski's yeah. and, like, in awesome. mastering. And I was like, oh, my God, like, this uh, is life-changing. I, yeah. I went
5: to a laser show uh, when I was in Seattle. I always
6: wanted to do that. Yeah, I went to a laser <laughs> show, like, I think I was, like, I think
5: it was, like, seven or eight years ago. My dad took me up to Seattle to see this uh, Jimi Hendrix. They were doing a Jimi Hendrix music uh, uh, museum exhibit. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah. We, we um, played right outside of that. and uh, Yeah. Yeah.
5: Uh, and, and initially we went to that, but then he was like, do you guys want to go see a laser show of Dark Side of the Moon? I was like, yes. <laughs> that would be amazing.
0: Can we grab acid on the way? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
5: yeah. Yeah, and I was, I was big into smoking weed at that time. So I was like.
0: Dad, come on. Come on. Dad, come on. Weed's legal here. We got to get it. This guy Jimmy says happen. he's got the best fucking happen. paper in the city. It didn't happen. Yeah.
5: But we still went to the laser uh, laser show of Pink Floyd Dark of the Moon. It was incredible.
1: Yeah,
5: even completely rad. sober, it was incredible. And uh, and then the encore. The, the encore was uh, Sheep from Animals by Pink Floyd. Oh, it was nice. just Awesome. It was amazing. I had a
3: fun experience uh, at the Canyon Club one time. I was seeing uh, Which One's Pink, which is a oh yeah tribute band. I I ran live through them once yeah. at uh, with with Dje. And, the neck. you yeah. know, they were playing, and I was standing in in the middle of the dance floor, and I had overdone it on the mushrooms. <laughs> and as the mushrooms were starting to take effect, I was hearing, like, echoes of the vocal and the surround speakers. <laughs> and I was like, wow, that's cool. They got surrounds. And I turn around, there's no surround speakers. <laughs> there's no so awesome. such thing as overdoing I was it. having my own echoes. You just yeah. gave yourself yeah. the experience, man.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Didn't Pete Floyd come out of the record called Echoes? There you go, Robert. Now you're relevant. <laughs> uh, Wait, did they or not? I don't know. I thought I they did. I don't know. Where's Randy when you need
5: him? <laughs> he's he's having connection issues right now. <laughs> having connection issues right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, Lord. That's funny. It
2: might have just been like a best of.
0: Dude, which one's pink is fucking amazing, though, by the way. They're great. They're really they fucking great. I remember I, I, I ran lights for them at uh, Irvine Lake, weirdly enough. It was the Legends of Rock Fest that I was working my first summer, working with Nick and Ted, uh, with DJE, And this was like in the early days of DJ. This, this was actually, I think this was before I started playing with you, Robert, and before I even met Andrew. And shit, but we were doing the Legends Rock Fest over at Irvine Lake, and Which One's Pink was was one of the headliners for that night. And I remember they were like, hey, you know how to work the light board? I'm like, no, but, like, show me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to get fired or I'm going to surprise myself and shit. That was just so fun, man. I remember, like, smoking so much weed and just fucking, like, turning that stage into fucking (laughs) Candyland. And just, like, and it was, like, it it was... uh, we have like the scene center. Forget. I, I don't. I don't think it's Chauvet, but it's it's a uh, some some board where like it's got it's got the faders for you know dim control and everything, but also punch buttons mm-hmm. to like just max out on mm-hmm. everything. And I was just playing that shit like a keyboard at one point, <laughs> and just like I was like the like seventh member of the band, just right. fucking sitting there just tapping along and. And hitting these park hands, just letting them go full fucking blast and shit, like around the stage. That was so fun, man. That was, oh my god. Yeah, lights are fun. Lights are light, Lights are amazing, and and I I don't think that people realize how much, like your lighting guy is is contributing to what's happening on stage. Totally. Like as a band member. Like obviously the lights are a big deal, and shit. And lighting is a big deal. But it's like when you have the lighting guy that plays the song with you, that's a whole nother fucking ball game, dude. Sorry. I, I, I,
4: I got digress. a quick funny story about lighting real quick. Do it. Uh, and it. And it involves the band. If you guys remember this, now, I don't want to say the name of the venue. Cause I think we might go back and, and it was a great venue. It was a great show. But before the show, the lighting, the lighting guy comes into the room and goes, Hey guys, uh, do you guys have any lighting cues or do you have any sorts of preferences? And like, I think we were all kind of like, no, you know, we've never really been asked that before. Like, and so we're like, okay, uh, you know, like, well, what do you have? And he goes, I only have red or blue. It was like, wait, you only have, no, I do remember that.
0: (laughs) I do remember that. And I told him flash and trash the shit out of any ending. (laughs)
4: I was like, like then please just do red go then for it.
0: <laughs> Make it as exciting as possible, and have a fucking ball. Yeah, like, that was
4: awesome. Oh like god. I was, I was, expect- was, I, was so like, I was like, whoa! Do we have all these options? And I was like, yeah, you
0: have <laughs> two colors. He <laughs> was like, we have red or we have blue. And oh my god, yeah, no, that was really funny because I was like, yeah, like just don't haze the fuck out of us on stage. Like we don't need a lot of smoke, but feel free to flash and trash. And like, if you have any crowd wash shit, like when Henry's fucking soloing and go, when the guitar player with the big hair is going crazy, like flash, fucking flash and trash the shit out of that.
4: Flash and trash you in your fancy terms. Oh, do you have That's... any
3: specific lighting cues for the red or the blue? <laughs> <laughs> well, we have red, we have blue,
0: and if you can blind them, they're kind of purple. Yeah. <laughs> That's just how primary colors kind of work.
4: That's but, great.
0: Anyway. All right. So what do we have coming up next, girl?
4: Right now, uh, we have a podcast-exclusive discount, Pod 15, for podcast listeners, 15% off at, store. Check out. at, at check checkout. At checkout. Yeah. Anything you want in that store, one of those items in that store is a Halloween Wizard t-shirt. It is exclusive until the end of the month. So, um you definitely want to jump on that. Use that discount, go get that shirt. It's pretty freaking cool. It's I have one. Shirt.
5: It's one of the coolest band shirts I've ever had. I have it one. It's so sick.
0: I'm I'm giving it to Jeff after I wear it tomorrow to rehearsal because I just want. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
5: That's see you if should, anybody don't else wants
0: one. <laughs> well, we can. Uh, no, I Jeff did wash one. it because I wore it for like three days straight, and it kind of stretched out. But then I put it on last night and uh, before I came up here, and it retained its uh, it, the the polyester in the shirt holds the form, so you can wear it for a few days. It's still COVID times. You're still at home. Be comfortable.
3: Wash it when it smells. It's not 15% off if you get it with Steve's <laughs> body odor on it. Just then, well, yeah.
2: We blood. can get, your we own shirt. get <laughs> his own T-shirt, and then Steve <laughs> can keep wearing your own T-shirts.
0: Right. No, no, no. I, I washed it. It's, it's good to go. I gave it the wash test, guys, and the wash test is important, especially for band merch, because sometimes, like, not to talk shit, but my BlackBerry smoke shirt was never the same after I washed it the first time. It's just a different type of cotton tea.
6: Usually, when you say not to talk shit, you don't talk shit afterwards. So, <laughs> I'm just uh, saying I, I
0: I didn't buy it from their site, so you know you you can't uh, trust. other Anyways, shit. cool. Well,
6: yeah, let's close probably. it down. Okay, cool. Uh, is that what we got going on? Yeah, pretty t-shirt. much. We got a lot of cool stuff coming up next month. Um, so. Be on the lookout for your emails and stuff like that. We have a bunch of cool stuff coming in. Yeah,
4: Yeah. sign up for the email list if you're not, and uh, stay in touch.
1: We'll Jeff, like Jeff thanks
6: you. for being on. You hey, guys. Always, thanks for having me. People? Always. You're always welcome. We can do a Robert John the Rec live pool tournament one night. Hey, we, yeah. we, we can figure out how to mic yeah. ourselves. That would we be the greatest that. thing we ever. Could, we can figure, we could figure out how to
0: make That's a lot of like how uh, to have people. Place bets. That would be said. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll do brackets. We'll do brackets. Be good to each other out there. Get wrecked. Have a good time. Go check out all the links below. Enjoy yourselves and be safe out there. Per Jeff Rickman, here is one of the greatest songs that you might have missed. It is Toto from 1978, "Girl Goodbye." We'll see you next week. See you everybody. Thanks for tuning Bye. in. Bye guys.